irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Soul Sexy with Bridgetta and Jemai, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Well, you guys are back here with Soul Sexy, where soul is sexy. <laughs> and uh, coming to you again, um, God, I'm hearing myself. Just weird having reverb. But um, another Thursday... Um, still home and quarantine, but hopefully there will be all quite soon. Um, I can't handle it. So hold on a moment while I just pause and restart. Okay, now we're good. Um, it's so weird how that happens sometimes. It's like almost every show I feel like we hear this reverb back to us, and I don't know if you guys can hear it out there, but we sound like robots. Yeah, it becomes very confusing. Yeah, and I'm like, so sorry what? for the delay. Yeah, sorry for that, but yeah, um, that's okay. This show. This is yeah, absolutely, and it's been um, it's interesting because I feel like whatever energy has been stagnant before is not so stagnant now. It's like things are moving forward full speed this week, which is super interesting. Um, maybe it's the full moon that kind of empowered and give that that feeling of just really moving forward and really doing things. It's just been um, fun and exciting. You know, you've gotten some interesting new clients and um the trinity is just this awesome piece that jemai sells has been selling like crazy i mean you only have a few left and um i think it's neat how it's like mental health awareness month and we did a post on that um yesterday i think and it's so cool how this um really amazing beautiful piece of jewelry really can help with your mental state and what it what it does to help heal and people are realizing that and i don't know i'm just I'm excited to see what successes you've had this week and um, I've had in PR and business coaching. It's been super exciting. And we also have Venus retrograde, which is super stinky for those out there that um, hear me talk about Mercury retrograde. Um, Venus retrograde is the planet Venus represents relationships and um, communication as well. And so just remembering for the next month to be, um, you know, super in tune more than you, more than normal with your partner um, and super, you know, careful with your words and whatnot, because it's in retrograde. Retrograde means kind of looks like it's moving backwards um, and you might revisit conversations and revisit certain areas again and know that it's okay. It's just during this time and things will move forward in June when it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, we've been fine, but you know, I like full moons. So therefore, anyway, um, yeah, exciting times all the way around. And I, we've been saying how this is an exciting time to get your business launched um, because everyone's at home, you know, these days. And more people are listening to, you know, the radio and podcasts at home and um, obviously on the Internet and, and whatnot. There's nothing else to do but do those things. And yeah. uh, things are starting to open up soon. But, you know, it's it's a whole new way of living recently. I feel like we're really moving to that online platform, which which is cool and brings us to an exciting guest that we have today. And I don't want to um, butcher his name at all. So I believe he, is on, he might be on the line too. I think it's um, Eliyahu, is that, is that correct? Am I saying that correctly? Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. Uh, thank you for hi. joining us today. Um, am I saying thank your name you, correctly? Boy. 
Well, we both have to learn to say each other's name, right? Eliyahu Jian. Oh, good. I did say it right. Yay, Eliyahu Jian. Perfect. Thank you. And I'm, I'm Brigetta, and this is Jemai, and we've yeah. all got interesting names, so that's cool. Welcome uh, to the show. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're stoked to have you. I think it's really cool what you're offering. Um, you know, it's me as a, I'm a business coach as well, but I help with PR, getting people ready to get, you know, to do public relations. It's the only reason I started, you know, doing that because I feel like so many people were coming to me that wanted to be in public relations and get their message out there, yet they weren't completely ready in, you know, in solidifying the foundations of their business. So that's why I started coaching before PR to help them be successful. I'm curious because um, I know your business is business coaching as well, but it's, it's a little bit, it's different. Obviously everyone's different and I'm excited to hear about, you know, how's it been for you during this time and, and the changes with COVID? Have you been like finding um, more people coming to you during this time? Like what's it, what's it been like for you? I guess. What is going on? You say, <laughs> yeah. What, what is happening? Well, I mean, um, it's not a big difference. It's just the physical contact with people is different. And for your first question, um, what I'm doing from a business point of view, I also involve people in a spiritual way. So I mix business and spirituality because I believe in karma. I believe in, you know, if you are good to people, something coming back to you. So in fact, I have more clients now than I had before. And the reason people are home, people are reading my book, they go on my free site, which is my nonprofit organization business, which is another one I did. And they have time. So because people have time to stay home, they study some of my talks, some of my lectures, my sessions, and they reach out, which is, uh, I mean, it's a sad time, but, you know, life as a yin and yang, sometimes when things go down, it go up somewhere else. Yeah. So for me, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, you know, and I have to say so too. I think it's it's interesting during um, these times for sure. So tell us about your style of coaching. I, I was really cool to see that you use the Kabbalistic teachings in your business workshops oh. and, and coaching sessions. And I think that is actually, that actually caught my eye and I'm like, oh, tell me more about that. That's exciting. <laughs> so for example, let's say, Let's say there is um, a person who's running a business. So there is the normal question, income, loss, gain, up and down, you know, how to make it. But in the end of the day, the person going home to himself, him or her, you know, we have to deal with ourselves. So that's where spirituality kick in because a person who's developing the happiness from within, what happens? after he makes the money or doesn't, after she makes the money or she doesn't, in the end of the day, you've got to fulfill yourself. And I believe the life goal of an individual is happiness. And if you find a method, a way to become happy, I'm not talking about short-term happiness, I'm talking about the long-term happiness, then for sure that the individual life will change. And when you are happy, you make more money too. So things that go together. If you make money before you are happy, most probably, and I'm sorry for saying it, I'm not just mental, but most probably you're going to end up miserable. People who make money and they don't know how to work on the inner happiness, they end up with money and they end up with fake friends and everything around them becomes fake. It's very sad. But if you are becoming happy, then make the money, 
actually you build yourself very well and then you have both yeah that's great so, amazing point yeah <laughs> that's that's the start so how what do i do basically um i sit with a person i think i'm a good listener listening to what they say what they don't say i look at their face that that's a technique it's a mystical technique to look at people's face and their hand astrologically look at their their chart to see what's going on and based on that i advise them and not just give them advice based on the information they give me because sometimes they don't tell me everything or sometimes they lie not, not because they're bad people people lie because they're afraid and they don't tell me the own information so i have to give them advice that will make their future better not advice just based on the present time so it has to do about what's going to happen for them in the near future you know, and based on that, you know, lives get better, whatever they're a CEO, hedge fund, or just a person who just get a job, you know, so that's basically it. That's really cool. I never even, like, that's so cool. So when you look at their, like, astrology charts and whatnot as part of, that's just, that makes such sense. That's a really cool aspect. Yeah, for example, right now, I mean, today, there's about six planets that went to retrograde. So it's not easy, not just on the stock market or the or the virus. I mean, it's it's heavy on people. People walk with a heavy heart. And I told it to people in December that we should expect something heavy. I didn't know what's coming. But then I say that in May 15, it might be a little bit heavier because of things that shifting, you know, between Pluto and uh, Jupiter and Venus. So right now, the people who need to worry a little bit is Capricorn. Because Saturn is in retrograde, Scorpio, and Taurus. Those are the three signs that they have to be aware. It doesn't mean it's going to be a bad time for them. It's just they have to be more aware of communication, of fear, of how to deal with things. And because Saturn right now in retrograde, Saturn affecting Capricorn. So if, let's say, somebody who's Capricorn comes to see me, and I will tell them to believe more in themselves instead of just take the common sense and the logic. Because if they just Attached to the logic, they will end up being right for the moment, but they will end up being wrong in the future. Because when somebody is right, is right for the time, for now. But in two months from now, they might do a mistake. You know. This is true, and it's funny because I didn't realize that many planets were in retrograde. I knew about Venus, um, and then it goes direct, yeah. like June twenty fifth. But um, yeah, I never, I didn't realize there were six planets retrograde right yeah, now. Yeah, you should look. You should look at the chart. I mean, it's a uh, Shocking thing. I mean, it is. Uh, but again, retrograde is not negative if you're spiritual. If you're just into physicality, then it's terrible for time. But if you're into spirituality, retrograde means that we have a, we get a second chance to build. Meaning, whatever went wrong, uh, we can fix it. So if something went wrong in your business place, if something went wrong in your relationship, it's a, you go back to fix it. And because the purpose of life is that simply to be happy. And you cannot be happy. You cannot cheat on happiness. Happiness has to be real. It has to be powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really cool way of looking at it. Thank you. I mean, like, I was looking at Venus retrograde, and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but, you know, I think that is a really great way. It's a chance to go back and redo it again and approach things in a different way than you did before. Of course. Of course. And whatever happened to you in 2012, Thing that you didn't deal with, it's coming back again. Meaning you gotta you gotta finish that chapter 
Venus in charge of relationships, Venus in charge of money as well. Now, Jupiter makes it a little bit bigger, Pluto getting into the consciousness. I highly recommend for people to meditate every day, but people are not into meditation that much today. Um, but it's important. Yeah, I've been trying to help out on that level too. I've been offering uh, free guided meditations every day since we've been on quarantine here. Um, wow. That's great. You know, looking toward the future is something that I like to say with my clients because so many people in the new age metaphysical communities and beyond want to focus on just being present. And just being present is kind of the beginning. You know, once you can find that presence of being and be comfortable with the presence of being, your goals right now, your family situation, uh, financial situation, once, once you find that presence of being, I always instruct my clients to look to the future. If you're not looking for what's coming, then you'll never manifest what it is you really, really want. And we evolve mm -hmm. continually. Things are changing constantly. To your point there, beautiful. so we should be looking in the future. Beautiful. This is, this is, this is beautiful. I'm very happy that people like you in the world and may God create more people like you so we can uh -huh. make a better universe. Yeah, I think know? God's doing a good job right now. I think more and more people <laughs> are starting to uh, really get more familiar. Now, you, you know, being somebody who, you know, had this message years ago and wrote your first book uh, 12 years ago now, uh, 11 years ago now, um, you know, you, you were more in the forefront of that front wave of people and motivational speakers and, and, and people wanting um, and really encouraging others to look at happiness as a result of success and, and vice versa, not the money. Uh, per se, mm -hmm. but but you can definitely mm -hmm. tell the focus is more about well-being and not just financial reckoning. Uh, where so many yeah. people caught up in that and just bury themselves in the stress to try and make money, thinking that's what's going to bring their happiness, and it's quite the opposite mm -hmm. as before. So, mm -hmm. yes, I'm I, with you. I'm with you on this. I mean, I do help people to make money as well. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, the reason. I wrote the book, you know, The Laughing Billionaire. People always ask why that subject. Because, you know, I meet people who are super rich but miserable, and I meet people who are super happy that run out of money. So what do you do? You yeah. got to create some bridge. Because, uh, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, and I'm not here to convince you to believe yeah. in that, we, we, we come to this life for a reason, you know. We cannot, I mean, we can fake it for a while, but not all the time, you know. So in the end of the day, you come with some baggage from another lifetime. And right. if you were rich in another lifetime and you didn't give enough, you have to learn how to be poor this lifetime a little bit and learn to share, learn to be kind. Right. So you have to go to your karma. You know, it's not, we can't cheat the system. We, we think we can, but we, we, we can. <laughs> we can. I mean, you, 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 in the end, it will find you. Not because it's fear or it's a punishment, because it just cause and effect. You know, you plant the seed, you're going to have the vegetables ready for you, the fruit, you don't, then why would you expect things to work? You know, you got to plant the seed, you got to do something. That's right. Yeah, we have to be our <clears throat> own directors at some point. Um, <clears throat> so what, what was it that led you to want to spread that message to begin with? Was it something you incurred early in your life? Um, did you grow up in a wealthy family or did you have to kind of earn your stripes and work your way up yourself? Uh, what was it yeah, that motivated I mean no, far away from the growing <laughs> wealthy family. <laughs> I actually grew up in, a, in a, I don't want to say poor, because yeah. I didn't miss anything in my life. My mom and my father always make sure I have everything I need, but mm -hmm. they didn't have any, any money. That wasn't the motivation, because I never felt anything 
special about it or less or more. I mean, the point in my life, I started a bit earlier with spirituality. And when I was about 16, 17, uh, my grandfather was dealing more with the mystical side of life, uh -huh. like telling, telling the future, removing curses from people. I used to make fun of it. That's the truth. And because you're a teenager, what, what do you know? You know you're, yeah. It's fun of spiritual people and spiritual guru. And I said, what is that? And uh, I would never believe that I will end up in this type of thing. But I started doing uh, reading on people. Uh, and somehow, I wouldn't know how to tell you, I become famous. Uh, just become famous. Did I want to become famous? That thing? No. Because I was busy looking for a girl to get married. So I was so busy that I need to, I, I started in a young age to travel the world, meet a lot of celebrity, a lot of powerful people. From the point of the paper, TV, radio, it looked great. But from my personal point, it actually didn't. <laughs> I was lonely, you know, I was kind of traveling a lot and reading people and everybody clapping their hands, oh my God, oh my God. But in the end, I was in a way alone. So what did I do? I decided it's time to share more information and maybe through that way, you know, people will know how to develop their life. I'm not saying everybody can be the same like me, but we are different and everybody has a gift. I was born with a gift to, to know people. Some other people born with a gift of, let's say, making money. Some other people, it's a gift. We're born with a certain gift from the divine, from the above that we come with. We gotta use that gift, but we also gotta share it. For that reason, uh, you know, I opened my nonprofit. For that reason, I'm teaching. For that reason, I reach out to, to people and making sure that their life get better. You know, their success is my success. If my client, my student, whatever they want to call themselves, uh, uh, not doing well under my guide, I'm not doing well. It's nothing to do with them, because if I'm taking charge over somebody who asked me for help and I'm not guiding them very well. I, of course, it's their responsibility to do well, but uh -huh. if we, we become partner, that's how I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so would you say you came up, you know, and, and at some point had some kind of awakening or was it really just because your father and being in a position where you witnessed some, something a little bit different than other kids in your community um, that kind of pushed you to, to go out of the box for yourself. Is there one thing that, that kind of pushed you, or was this just over time you evolved and grew in business and, and finding and seeking happiness through money and uh, as, as such? Did it take you know, half of your life, or was it an overnight happening? It's a great, it's a great question. I think it was just evolved with the time and you know, sometimes people believe in you more than you believe in yourself. I don't know if you know the feeling. So that wake me up, maybe. You know, the people around me, thousands of people I met, so they come up to you and say, hey, listen, this is great stuff. This is unbelievable. This has really changed my business, changed my life. I'm, I stay married, happily married because of you. We, 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 a lot of good things. So, so I did a lot of things in my life in many areas met a lot of people. And when you see that you can help people, I guess you stay in that because there's nothing more re rewarding than seeing people reaching their potential. I, I think this is the most beautiful thing that, that 
I can see with my own eyes, like to take a person to work together with them and make them independent, which, which means I don't want them to be follow me as a guru because then they are not on their own. I want people to be able to walk on their own without me. I, then I could be their friend instead of becoming the one who guide them. That's what I'm turning to be after they become successful. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's great. It's great. It's a great feeling to feel like you can help people in that way. Um, I have a, a wellness space myself, and, and I have a chance almost daily, if not every day, to work with people in a personal way. And I started doing life coaching about 15 years ago. And it's because of my sustainable development background, turned into some uh, form of not only life, but, but sustainable career coach or spiritual career coaching as well. Um, so it's like, you know, a continual evolution, you know, every day growing, evolving, and, and eventually, you know, you feel more and more secure in what you're able to give people. But I really feel like, like you're saying, it's that so there's clients that come back and say, wow, you know, my life was a wreck and now I'm doing so great. Or I was, you know, uh, suffering and struggling in, in one way. And now I'm, you know, balanced and doing good and have, have a, you know, good plan of action, all of these things. It's really revealing, I think, for us to to get in that niche where we not only can provide and feel good about what we're providing, but also in the sense of who we're working with, having clients that can really support us in that way and keep us motivated. Uh, so many people, as you said before, get burned out. You know, they could be making a lot of money or yeah. not, and to any degree, just yeah. get exhausted because they're not getting that yeah. extra little bit of, you know, happiness out of, out of what it is they're doing and providing to the planet. So uh, I, I have another question for you in, in regard to uh, your, your, Judaic uh, history. Um, how is it yeah. in your community working with other uh, Jewish people and 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 leaders? Uh, do they accept everything that you're saying uh, in stride, or have you kind of had to find a way into that community for yourself? Yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends who. I mean, there is always uh, uh, people who need to judge. You know, it's a very normal. We live in a community that if you are. Ultra orthodox, you're going to judge the person who's not as orthodox as you are. And if yeah. you are open minded, if you're open minded, you're going to judge the person who's very orthodox. So yeah. I'm sure, I mean, people, people, people very much respect me, but I'm sure it could be behind my back that I like uh, some of my meditation or some of my spirituality, which, which I'm totally okay with it because I think it's excellent for my ego if somebody disagrees with me. It's wonderful. Yeah. If somebody come and said to me, hey, what you're doing is terrible. That's great. That's great. I mean, today I tell you, I tell you a, a very famous client that I cannot say the name. So uh, so when she called for a reading, I do a reading on people over the phone. So I do a reading and she say, and she called me about twice a week for a reading. She say, Leo, listen, I don't want you to give me this intellectual reading. I want to have a deep stuff and everything. And I never... I never, I never actually did a reading on her in an intellectual way, but that's what she felt. That's what she felt, and it's okay. And I said, okay, I'll try to do better next time. Now, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm saying it, it's not because I agree. I'm saying it because I look at her, she's the messenger from above. She's the angel of God, or somebody sending her to tell me something. So I'm not looking at that just random. I believe if somebody cross me or somebody stabbed me in the back or somebody cheated me, there is a reason for that too. I don't believe that something that happened to you just happened. If something wrong happened, then it's a lesson in it. Of course, it can make me upset. I'm a human being. I'm not an angel. 
And through that, I'm learning about myself. Eliyahu, can you handle? That's what I ask myself. If you cannot overcome that, something about you need to change. Because I believe life is not about achieving. Life is overcoming. So, of course, within the Orthodox community, I'm taking care of all religion. It's not just Jewish. It's Jewish, Orthodox Jew, Reformed Jew, Christian, Catholic, minister, um, you name it, Muslim, uh, from Pakistan to Australia to Los Angeles, everywhere. I'm yeah. dealing with all types of people. So yeah, of course, well, if you belong let's say, to Orthodox Jewish community, when they see you walking around with a Pakistani uh, Muslim, and they, they might judge, but yeah. people are not bad. I don't believe people are bad. They just, sometimes there is a lack of information, lack of understanding. We, we also judge sometimes when we don't fully understand. It's normal. It's very normal. So yeah. if you are going back to your question, if, if they accept everything, they never told me they don't. But I'm sure behind my back, because they respect me, they sometimes say, ah, this guy. You know, it's okay. It's wonderful for my Push ego. Wonderful. Yeah. Anytime you're pushing boundaries, you're going to get fallback. That's for sure. But that's good. I mean, that's, that's part of the evolution. I hope all you listeners Thank out there you. right now uh, really uh, appreciate as much as I do what uh, what Ilya was was just saying. Um, you know, you're gonna get fallout when you're pushing the boundaries, when you're doing things that other people may not be fully able to embrace because of their beliefs or, or their uh, practices, spiritual practices and whatnot. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, and allow your guidance and your heart to direct you into the things that really will bring that balance and money into your life and help you manifest everything. Uh, I feel, as you probably witnessed too, so many people hold back, don't allow themselves to really stand in, in firm strength in their divine light and their guidance because they're afraid. They're afraid of the criticism. They're afraid of, of upsetting anyone or, or being looked down upon or judged. So I think that's a really valiant and, and important lesson for all of those out there listening right now. Um, beautiful. Great. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I also like, I know you were talking about the book, um, Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy, but I also want to yeah. talk about you two other books too, the Finding God workbook. Tell us about that. Oh. The Finding God work. Do you have it? Wow. This book, uh, this book is uh, based on more of the spiritual essence. It has to do with basically for people who are very far away from anything to do with spirituality. And it helps them to basically start something. So if they've never been touched by spirituality and they kind of been angry with God or angry with religion or something like that, they go to that book, it's a workshop. It's like, like a workbook. So you sit there, there's a message for every day, and you do the message, you write some note to yourself, what does that mean for you? So it's more like a workbook. Oh, yeah, if you talk about all my books, I wrote children books too. The Spend With No Shell, yeah. uh, they did yeah. very well. I saw and that. the other two books. Yeah, if you have children, this is uh, excellent to build their personality. And I just finished writing a program, spiritual program for school in uh, the East Coast. So it's wonderful. Three school already got it. So I'm very excited about it. Oh, that's great. And it's basically, yeah, I believe in kids. I believe down the future. I mean, I'm not saying we are not, but if we give the children truly the best that we can, I believe eventually in a few years from now, it will be no war, no guns, because the generation to come 
I have three kids of my own. A wonderful, wonderful, amazing uh, people that come into the next generation. It's our duty, our responsibility to give them information and knowledge and love, not to judge themselves, not to judge others, to love themselves, not to be too critical of who they are. And I love what you say before, you know, if you need to dare, you know, go ahead and dare and don't have fear. Let them to say no. You know, the first day you're going to learn to say no to somebody with no shame. I'm not talking about when you need to help somebody. I'm talking about somebody said to you, you have to do that. And you say, no, I'm not. That's the beginning of your freedom. And I'm, I'm talking about Judge Bentley, you know, my street. I live in Los Angeles. And in my, my street, you know, one of the things that uh, I created since the virus on the Sabbath, which is uh, a day for, for the Jewish Orthodox people, I'm going outside and I'm wearing only white on the, on the Sabbath, on the Saturday, and we're doing prayer and meditation together. So all the neighbors that I didn't know very well, I mean, they know this guy teaching spirituality and, and study and have all type of people come to see him. All of a sudden, see me with white and they actually join me for that. So here, here you go, you know, all the judgment is gone, all the things. And now we're doing it every day in the morning. So this is beautiful. Every yeah. morning, yeah. every Saturday. So it shows you that, you know, you open the door with no fear. If people need to judge you, let them judge you. But in the end of the day, People are perfect. People are just amazing. And if they not look amazing, it's almost like a diamond that fell into the mud. When a diamond is falling into the mud, all that you got to do is to clean it a little bit, right? But the values stay the same. The same with the soul of a human being. The soul of a human being is never bad. It's just sometimes we get dirty. Sometimes we, <laughs> we go into the life, you know? But yeah. people are just amazing. I really love that. That's really a beautiful, you know, way to look at it. Like, you know, we're all diamonds and sometimes we can get dirty and fall down in the mud, but we just need to get cleaned off, brush off a little bit and get right back up. But we're still shining. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's beautiful. I love the approach of uh, helping the children first as yeah. well. It's so, so important. And I think especially in a day and age where politics is supreme yeah. on the news and everyone's so focused on their own personal needs. Um, you know, especially here in America, you know, the school systems have been pushed aside. You know, they're not getting near the funding they need for teachers to feel comfortable to teach. Yeah. There's just so much wrong with the systems right now. Exactly. You exactly. Know, Education is so important. It's so, so important. And we gotta we gotta look at each other and think what can we add? I mean, yes, we can judge the politician, we can judge the system, it's not gonna help. Because then we fall into the dust of fight. And it's not going to help anybody. What's left for us to do is to create. Instead of being reactive, we have to be creative. Change reaction into creativity. And we got to do that. Each and every one of us, go out of yourself, out of yeah. your skin. Go ahead. Because we can do that. We can make the change. The people are the power, not, not the politician, not the people. Who the, we are the power, the people. That's and right. we don't need to fight. For our truth, we need to create the truth. We need to, to do something. Yeah. I love that. That's so perfect. And by the way, I really want your book, The Snail with No Shell, because I think it's perfect for our kiddos. Um, what a cool story. Sorry to change the subject back to that. But I just think it's adorable, by the way. And what a cool story about acceptance and really, you know, learning to yeah. care and love yourself. Yeah. And, um, and yes, I agree with everything that you were saying. I just had to go back to the book because it's so cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you about your newest book, uh, The Treasures uh, for Billionaires. Um, what, what was the motivation behind this one? It came out last year. Uh, this book is based on a gentleman. Uh, it's not based on that, but it, it starts like that. It's a very wealthy guy from New York. Uh, never been happy. Uh-huh. And we drove together in, the, if you know Manhattan, we drove on the west side uh, from downtown. And part of my practice with him is to teach him how to give on his own, not just to write a check. Yeah. And we create uh, peanut butter sandwiches and we start giving it to the poor together. Aww. He wouldn't do it alone. As much as he's powerful, he would not get out of the car <laughs> and do it. So, so we did it. And when we go back to the car, he start crying. I said, what's going on? You see, you saw those poor people. I said, yes. So they're happy. They're happy for my sandwich. I have it all and I cannot even be happy for two minutes. So he started crying. And that's the first story. Second story, I gave a lecture here in Santa Monica. And in the end of the lecture, a lady, gorgeous lady, uh, approached me, asked some question. And then we sit together. It was the end of the, the lecture. And she said, listen, I got it all. You know, I have the beauty. I was a model, la, la, la. You know, the one thing I cannot figure out is to make a living. So these two stories together, if you mix them, it creates this book. There oh. are people out there, they, they got all the gifts, yeah. but they cannot manifest money. And there is people who can only manifest money, but they cannot get all the other gifts. Yeah. And I believe that, that whatever you have in life is just, you develop a muscle. It's not that you're going to the gym when you develop a certain muscle. Right. Some people develop a muscle to create money. Some people okay. develop a muscle, I don't know, to, 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 to be more spiritual. So, yeah. unfortunately, some of them, when they make money, in the age of 70, usually that's the age, they wake up after they make 2.5 billion, and they say, oh my God, what have I done with my life? Nothing. You know, and they end up just with the money. And they feel they're right because they have the money. They got to have the right relation because they have the money. So uh-huh. everything around them is fake. And when you get to a fake yeah. life, it's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible yeah. feeling. Yeah, Bridget and I both have friends that are in that in that boat and have been in that boat. And unfortunately for, for both of us having to earn our keep work our ways yeah. ourselves up, you know, uh, from nothing pretty much. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen the hard falls and the you know, picking yourself back up and yep. also recognizing and what you're saying, I was just, you know, connecting the dots there as a as a sustainable developer. I'm always looking for streamlining things and, and connecting the dots and yeah, I think there's a need for what you're saying to connect people that have a lot of money with people that are creative and know how to manifest happiness. Um, you know, that'd you, be like our you, team. Uh, there may you, be something you can create online for that. Maybe we come up with an app and, uh, you know, we start wow. playing connection with people and artists. Great idea. Wow, this is a wonderful idea. Like to put two sides together. Yeah. Like the fulfillment and the desire. We're going to mix right. fulfillment and desire together. That's, That's right. It's like That's the peanut butter and the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my student here in LA is still doing it. You know, they're still doing it. They go to downtown and different places in Santa Monica as well and Venice Beach. And they're still giving. Because when I moved to LA about five years ago from Florida, mm-hmm. and I teach people about how easy it is. I invite them to my kitchen and I show them, you know, here's the three loaves of bread. We're going to do it together. They start to enjoy that a lot. You know, for every Friday morning, they used to go around and give food to people 
a bottle of water and sandwiches. That's what we say we need to give. Yeah. And they still do it. So I'm really happy. Yeah, I bet. Well, there's a lot of people that need sandwiches in LA. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's yeah. a unfortunate, but you know, uh, that is the case. There's a lot of homeless you, people. You guys, you guys in LA now, right? You were talking from Los Angeles, right? Uh, well, we're based out of Cincinnati now, yeah. but, but the show oh, starts in LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're in the Midwest now. Yeah, I've wow, been in Cincinnati. I know, I've been in California for 18 years, oh, and um, I just moved to Cincinnati in October and had a baby, if you can hear him in the background. He's, oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. He's four months old, four and a half months old, and he's just sitting here making his little cooing noises, and it's it's pretty funny. But yeah, so we're back here, and um, you know, excited to be. We travel so much for work, and you know, what the great thing about coaching is, you know, you can do it from anywhere. You yeah. know, that's the beautiful thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and um, so yeah. I gave a lecture in Cincinnati many years ago. Many years ago. Cincinnati. Yeah. You're I coming. went there, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, coming in as a guest. I know. Please. I did the whole Midwest, Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati, Chicago. I did it all. Yeah. And I remember Cincinnati. I loved it. People were very kind to me. Very, very kind. Outstanding. Yeah, there's Outstanding. A, it's a nice city. It's a nice city. Very welcoming city. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yes. So, okay, I'm noticing also on your upcoming events, Um, you've got upcoming events in L.A., and you do Shabbat on um, May 28th as your next event. Are you still doing that, or is that changed because of the corona? No, I'm not aware of that. I guess we changed it on the web. May 20, maybe they meant street Shabbat. Maybe it's a street Shabbat, meaning outside oh. of my house, there is a stairs. And what we do now every Shabbat, if you know what Shabbat is, yes. uh, every Shabbat, we open a table. My kids who... We bring the scroll of the Torah out, and we do the Shabbat for the entire street. So people from all over Los Angeles coming to see it, and we give them the, the service. Of course, they stay away. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch because uh, everybody stay away from about, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet from each other. So you can see them from the balcony and from the window and down the stairs and the kids. So it's a beautiful thing. It's... Uh, that's great. It's almost like the positive side of West Side Story, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so people are standing and, and they're praying, they're meditating to, together. Then we pray for people who die during the virus. Oh, we are uh, um, connecting to people who are uh, unhealthy so we can pray for them. That's, that's what we're doing. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of beautiful. Yeah, and, but and the different. main... The main yeah. The main 28, I don't think uh, it's happening. I think maybe it relates to a special holiday that is called Shavuot that happened to be on that holiday. Shavuot is a holiday that I usually stay awake all night and I meditate the all night till the morning. And exactly in sunrise, uh, we're doing a special praise for the, for the entire planet. This we're going to do, wow. but we're not going to do. But we're not going to do it like together. We're going to do it again in the street. So that's, that's, we are doing it, but we are not doing it as it used to be. You know? Yeah. Things yeah. Change. Traditional way. Yeah. 
That's really, really, really cool. Yeah, I love that. It's a nice community approach. I know. Uh, makes I, I think building community is so important now, you know, and, and people have gotten so far away from just small community gatherings and street festivals, you know. Um, here in the Midwest, yeah. it's still pretty prominent to have church festivals and festivals through the summer, but just in your neighborhood, you, it's seldom that you see yeah. actual block parties and community gatherings like that anymore. So that's great. We'll start to do that here, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midwest, I mean, the people are really really friendly after they know you it takes them time so if you just move there i'm sure, I'm sure you know that by now yeah. once they know you they're family yeah you know so after the COVID 19 will go away you will see how great are the midwest people that are unbelievable yeah <laughs> yeah they're sweet and one last thing i we have to go pretty soon but one last thing i wanted to um have you mention and talk about is the recharge your soul tour to israel are you guys still doing that this year or like are you in gonna... israel we 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 we're going to do a trip to israel usually we take people on a spiritual mission meditation and it looks like we're going to do it usually we we're doing it in november so i will push it more uh, to march so it should yeah. be like uh, the end of February, beginning of March, or mid March. I, I have to find out more dates. But but we, of course, we are doing it. We're doing it every year. We take a group with us, and we're all going and meditating. We do half day spiritual and half day fun. And the half day yeah. spiritual is in the daytime, and at night, at the evening, more it's the food and dancing and drinking. You know, so it's it's we 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 mix it up, the physical and the spiritual. That's awesome. And then do they get to explore like around the city and stuff as well? Of course. Of course. That's what we do. Yeah. Awesome. We take them to explore things from 4,000 years ago. And then they explore things they just created last night. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I love it. Are you going down to the Dead Sea too? Do you get to do that? The Dead Sea is, we're going there. The Dead Sea is basically the lowest place in the planet. And what does that mean is you yep. are basically go there to uh, remove any type of negativity that you accumulate uh, during your lifetime. So I'm teaching people how to do that when they go there. And then they can stay there for the time, the fun. That's the physical part. But the spiritual part is necessary. And after they finish the spiritual part, they can have as much as fun as they want. Of course. I have always wanted to go to the Dead Sea. I have that bracelet that um, it's got a, it's got water from the Dead Sea in it. And then mm. it's got, um, Somewhere I forget the highest place in the world. I can't think of where it is, but it's the yin and yang bracelet. And I just, I love it. And oh. I've always wanted to go. So this is super oh. cool. Um, yeah, this is really cool that you do that. So for everyone that's listening out there, you can go to your website and it, I'll, I'll make sure it's also um, on our post on the, on the show so people can spell it right. But um, Aliyah, Ali, oh, sorry. Aliyah, 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 sorry. And it's E-L-I. Y-A-H-U-J-I-A-N.com. You guys can check out his book is on there. You can learn about the soul tours. Um, pretty much everything is on there. You have all you can book sessions straight from the site as well. Wellness retreats, all yeah. The, all, the, all the good things. All the good things. I think it's amazing. And we'll make sure we also um, repost the link just so that everyone can spell it correctly too. But it's really been a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you and thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I want to get that children's book. I think that's so cool. I'm like going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can get that. If you, if you cannot find it on Amazon, the children's book, just let us know and we will be happy to help you. 
Thank you. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Eliyahu. Thank you so much for joining us. I am super excited um, to get the book. And everyone out there, check out The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. And you are truly like, I can just feel your energy and you're so, such a happy, jolly person. And I think it's just amazing and beautiful. And thanks for sharing your, your word out there. Thank you so much for being there. And thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Certainly. Awesome. Well, to everyone else um, listening, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Real Brigetta, and you can follow Jemai. Jemai Merck, J-I-M-I-M-E-R-K. We are here every Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on latalkradio.com. And I hope you guys all have a fantastic, beautiful yeah, have a, week. Have a great week, everyone. See Toodles. you next week. You're listening to Soul Sexy with Brigetta and Jemai only on LA Talk Radio.